Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to episode 85 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and today's episode is Running Stronger, Recovering Smarter, Tips for 40 Plus Athletes. And as you can tell by the title, this is going to be all about recovery. So you know that the most pivotal pivotal aspect of running as we get older often remains in the shadows and it's really the art of recovery. So whether you have just crossed the finish line of an intense race like a marathon or you're like me and you've been completing your routine morning jogs uh, or runs, recovery plays a vital role in ensuring that we not only endure but thrive as a runner as we age. So we're going to peel back some of the layers of wisdom around post-run and post-race recovery. I'll talk about different strategies. I've got seven of them that are science-backed. They're lifestyle adjustments that can help you bounce back faster, minimize the risk of injuries, keep your personal best coming at your, you know, whatever age you are, Uh, and, you know, just really make you feel good. That's what it's all about. So let's dive in. The first one is going to be slow running. So I think a lot of times it's more so like, oh, just run less, cross train. And, you know, we can talk about that too. But a lot of times it's not about not running. It's about slowing your pace. And when I mean slowing your pace, I mean really slow, almost painfully slow. Uh, I had a teammate in college that taught me this. It was a lesson that I will never forget. She was actually one of the fastest on our team. And when she would do her recovery run, it all it would be painful to try to run that slow. Uh, and what I would like you to think about is a pace where you can really have a conversation. Uh, So, you know, you can put your earbuds in, call a friend and be able to talk. That's a recovery run. Uh, So again, a very slow pace is going to help you recover faster. And then the other part about this slower run is considering the surface that you're on. A really good way to recover is getting off the concrete uh, and going on crushed rock. Uh, grass is great. Uh, well, it's both G's. Uh, uh, crushed rock, gravel, grass, uh, dirt, anything that's not concrete that doesn't have as much pounding. Even a track is actually better than uh, the concrete uh, or the cement. So slower runs and then paying attention to what surface you're running on will help you recover quicker. 
The next one is going to be sleep. We've talked about sleep in a couple different episodes. Uh, this isn't just time asleep, but also time in bed. So don't feel bad if after a race or a really hard run, it takes you a while to get to sleep. That's a normal thing that can happen, uh, especially if you had an intense training session or you ran an especially long uh, race or you know just had a really good race too, right? You've got endorphins, you've got a lot of different things going on that can make it, you know, hard to sleep. So time in bed matters. So, you know, I I still would recommend not, I don't mean time in bed on your phone watching TV, but like restful lying down uh, will count. Uh, And naps can be good too. Like a 15 minute cat nap during the day can be a golden thing to help you recover. So keep that in mind too. I know that's not feasible for a lot of us. It's not for me, Uh, but if possible, that would be a good thing to add in too. Uh, And when you think about your sleep and recovery, think about your cumulative amount of sleep per week instead of just per day. That can take some of the stress off if you're having trouble getting to sleep or staying to sleep. If you're thinking about it on a weekly basis, uh, it can be helpful and not, you know, it, it can keep you from lying there and thinking, I can't get to sleep. I can't get to sleep. So look at the total sleep that you're getting per week. Uh, shut off Netflix, guys. That's going to be the number one way to improve your sleep and get better recovery, honestly. Uh, so that will get, you know, again, time in bed, time relaxing truly without a screen. Uh, even reading is going to be better than a screen. So that is going to rest your body more. Uh, and then the other thing I'll add about sleep is commit to getting up stop using this news button because that's not restful sleep. So if you set an alarm to get up, get up when the alarm goes off. I know how hard it is. I, I, I wish I could say I practice what I preach all the time with regards to this, but I do hit snooze and change the time. It's a work in progress for us all, uh, but it's one of those things I know how important it is. I know when I hit snooze or I change, you know, I'll say, um, hey, Siri, and then change the time that I'm going to get up. I know that's not helping and it's not restful sleep. So Sorry, whenever you, oops, sorry, Siri's going off because I was talking about it because I do set my alarm that way. Uh, but <laughs> commit to getting up when it's your alarm goes off, uh, and that will help adjust your sleep for best recovery. So again, the sleep tips: don't just look at you know time asleep, but look at time in bed. Look at your cumulative time asleep per week. Shut off Netflix, shut off your phone, take them out of your room unless you absolutely have to, uh, and then commit to getting up when your alarm goes off. Uh, So that's the other tip. Okay, let's move to number three, which is food. All right, recovery food, guys. And I know a lot of you go for group runs with friends and after a race, like you want to go have really great food go for it. You know, you earned it. You're doing great things. Let's go. Right. Uh, but in, if you ingest certain foods within a certain amount of time, uh, the earlier, the better after a hard workout or a long run or a long race, 
the earlier and the better food that you ingest, the better you're going to recover, okay? I'm gonna give you some specific examples, and when I say as soon as possible, 30 minutes or less is great. Uh, under two hours is still quite good, so just shoot for that, but you know, you probably have heard of like the chocolate milk after a workout. That's not a bad thing. There's a reason behind that. It has to do with the protein in it. But we can also do better than that. Uh, best things, cherry juice, tart cherry juice is great. Uh, blueberries, any berries. So blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, uh, and what am I forgetting? Any kind of berries, <laughs> I think you get the point. Um, those are really easy to pack. Uh, we call blueberries natural ibuprofen in this house. That's how much we believe in their power. They truly are an anti-inflammatory. So eating blueberries like candy after a long run or a long race can do wonders. Uh, Greek yogurt is wonderful. You can put a little granola in there for some extra. Uh, you could put sliced almonds in there and really hit a double whammy for good recovery food. Uh, or yes, yeah, so sliced banana could go in Greek yogurt as well. Those are all great things. Greens of any type except for iceberg lettuce are other superb recovery food. Uh, if you think that you're having an iceberg lettuce salad and that's helping, that's really not doing much of anything for you. So we're looking for spinach, kale, those kind of leafy greens. The darker, the better. Usually just take that into account. Uh, salmon is another uh, recovery food. Uh, we've got an episode on, you know, fatty fish and different things like that, but just take my word for it. Having salmon, having leafy greens, having berries, cherry juice, Greek yogurt, those are all really easy things to have post-run. Uh, eggs would be something else if you're doing your long run in the morning and you like to have like a breakfast type, uh, you know, an egg white omelet. If you're going out for breakfast with a bunch of friends uh, and some juice is not a bad choice at all, you go. And some Greek yogurt, that would be wonderful. Okay, let's move on to other things. Uh, the next one is going to be a chair stretch, okay? So if you hate to stretch, you'll still like this one. I'm gonna do my best to try to describe this. So a normal chair, like your desk chair, you can do this on. So you're gonna be on the floor on your back and you're going to put your feet up on the chair and your legs are gonna be in a 90 degree angle. So your knees are at a 90 degree angle from your hips and you're just gonna lie flat on the floor uh, and put your arms out to the side with your palms up, okay? And you're gonna sit there for 15, 20 minutes. This is really doing two things. Number one, it's helping your spine. And if you've done a hard run, a long run, a lot of times we feel that in our lower back or our shoulders, and this relaxes everything, like 15, 20 minutes. The other part of this is by elevating your feet and your legs, uh, you're elevating, right? We all know that that can reduce inflammation, okay? So the chair stretch is, Oh my gosh, my favorite to do to just help me recover, help my legs feel better, my back feels better, so just trust me and do it. 
Uh, another way is to foam roll or use a massage tool. Uh, so I've got a couple of different things. I've got a foot massager. I got it on Amazon actually, and it's great. I haven't used it uh, lately, but it actually has a warming thing. You can put your feet in there and it's, it's good. You could put it under your desk. I'll link to it in the show notes. So that's one thing. I also have a foam roller that my kids got me uh, for Christmas. And it's not just a foam roller, but it is also a massager. It's got a charger in it. And that's great if you're a foam roller, you know, you like that kind of massage. Uh, and it you can really dig into sore spots and get a lot of that out. Uh, so any kind of massage tools, uh, rollers, foam rollers, uh, sticks uh, can be really beneficial for your recovery. It just makes you feel better. So keep those uh, handy for sure. We've got two more here, so hang with me. Uh, the next one, I've been trying to convert people on this podcast to these. Uh, so, you know, some of you are takers, some not. But this is going to be ice and heat alternating, okay? So the best thing post-run is going to be an ice bath. Uh, so even, you know, if you can't get yourself to completely submerge for a cold plunge, at least put your calves, like knees on down in cold water. That will help uh, with your foot soreness, your calf soreness. Uh, and ideally, we'd like to do that for 10 minutes, if at all possible. And then you can alternate that with heat too. So if you do have access to a hot tub, uh, that is a good, you know, alternative. You can go ice, heat, ice, heat, ice, heat, just, you know, to your liking and figure out what works best for your body. And that, that's what this is all about. All these are just techniques that have worked for me and for other runners, but you're going to find out which one really matters most to you. It might be for you foam rolling or it might be what you're eating or doing a certain stretch uh, but once you can identify those the key is to not make this another full-time job of recovery we want to be running right so recoveries you know the intent of recovery is just so that you can run more run faster and run you know and enjoy it more with less pain uh, so, you know, we don't want to just take up your time with stretching and strength training and uh, adding all these things in. I'm trying to make easy foods, easy changes to your sleep that can truly make a difference. My final word of recommendation for recovery is I have them on right now and it's my UFA sandals. Uh, and I actually got, so I wear a pair of these as shoes. Uh, like, you know, closed toe shoes that are pretty cute. You can wear them with jeans or leggings or whatever. But I also picked up a pair, uh, two pairs of the flip-flops that are kind of like the slider. They are the slider style. Uh, and my husband wore them for the first time the other day because his foot was bothering him a little bit after a run. And he is sold on them too. And he before was like, why are these so expensive? They're just flip-flops. He never had tried them. But they give you really good arch support. It's it's like running, walking around in clouds after your run. Uh, and it actually even helps with your lower back. At least it does me just because it feels so much better, gives you some support. Uh, so what we do is just keep a pair for each of us inside the house because we don't wear shoes in the house. Uh, so that way we've got a pair that can stay clean and run around, walk around the house. So, so I'll put a link to those in the show notes too. 
So just to recap, again, we want to run stronger. We want to recover faster and smarter. So maximize your sleep, guys. Run slow for your recovery runs. Uh, use a foam roller or a massage tool. Try this chair stretch. Get foods in within, you know, seriously, 30 minutes of your run. At least have something uh, and make it something that is one of our anti-inflammatory foods. We love blueberries and we love Greek yogurt. Uh, ice bath, try it, please. I at least, you know, calves on down. And then uh, if you want to try them out, try the Ufa sandals. And there you have it. That's an extensive dive into just optimizing easy things for your recovery post-run or post-race. These are secrets that can be the key to sustaining your love for running later when our bodies are a little bit uh, slower to warm up and slower to recovery. It's not how fast you can run. It's about how intelligently you recover. I didn't mention water. Hydration is always important. Same with stretching. Uh, we can't, you know, minimize the rejuvenating power of sleep enough. Uh, so thank you as always for listening, uh, your dedication to running, your passion for keeping at it, uh, the miles you log and the passion that feels you are truly aged. So remember that age is just a number. Recovery is the key to a lifetime of fulfilling running experience. And until we meet again on the next episode, keep your shoes laced up and your commitment to recovering and running unwavering. You've got this and I can't wait till next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.